0: Daily with Jason Mertidis. And welcome to your Wednesday, September 16th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. This episode dedicated to the head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, the man who came in second in the Jack Adams uh, balloting as the NHL's coach of the year, Bruce Cassidy. Uh, was the winner of that award for the season. John Tortorella came in third place, the three finalists, Bruce Cassidy, Elaine Vigneault, and John Tortorella. Uh, But Delaine Vigneault, his team this past season in the regular season went from an 82-point team in the 2018-19 season to an 89-point team in the 2019-20 season, seven-point improvement, and in 13 less regular season games. They were on an over 100-point pace for the regular season. And I had a chance to catch up with the Flyers head coach, and here's that conversation. Happy to have join us right now on Flyers Daily, kind of redux of uh, the playoffs and the season, Flyers head coach Alain Vigneault. A.V., uh, how's it been uh, kind of assimilating back to uh, a different kind of society since living in the bubble for
1: so long? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, I left from Toronto and I, I came back home and uh, Gatineau to, to stay in Canada and not have to go through the quarantine again. Uh, and, uh, and for me it was good. I mean, I was, uh, you know, so disappointed in, uh, the way things ended, the the way we played in, in game seven. Um, so to come back home and then and, and see my, my parents and to see my family and my, my kids, it was, uh, was a good thing. It, uh, you know, we eased the pain of of that game seven loss. And uh, now we're, uh, you know, just waiting to find out uh, what the, the next phase is going to be as far as our, us getting back to, to work. So uh, we'll use this uh, this time here to, uh, to prepare and, and get ourselves ready.
0: It's well said. The family does always heal the heart. Um, when you look back on it, did you guys just never get back to where you were um, basically from January to March? You won nine out of your last 10. You guys didn't lose back-to-back games from early January until the pause. Did the team just not get back to that same level uh, of conditioning, of execution, and and all the elements it takes to win and and really go deep in a Stanley Cup run?
1: Well, you know, it it was the same thing for everybody. I mean, there was a pause and, you know, players came back and, you know, you're trying to get back to where you were before. I I think for us, um, you know, we – had uh, a good initial time in Philly. Then we had that round robin where, uh, you know, the intensity of the game, because our games weren't as, I don't want to say as meaningful, but they weren't as meaningful as, as the guys that were battling to get into the playoffs. So I I think initially uh, the intensity of that first round against Montreal and, and, and the physicality and then the speed, uh was uh eye awakening for our group. But all all that being said, I I, I do think we played, you know, well enough to beat a, a good team with Kerry Price in, in goal, who's one of the best goaltenders in the league. And um we had some some good moments. I do think throughout our, our series against Montreal and the Islanders, one of our issues was our inconsistency. Because when we were playing the right way Uh, and, you know, uh, making the right reads with the puck, uh, making those right decisions. We were playing fast. We were spending some good zone time. We were getting the type of looks that should permit you to find the back of the net, and we were defending extremely well. Our consistency became an issue, and I'm not quite sure why that was. You know, during the season, I, I thought we grew we got better, we understood it, and our consistency was there. And in the bubble, it wasn't. So for me, to answer that, I, you know, I've got to sit down with the players face-to-face and, and go through uh, some of the questions that I have. And uh, I haven't been able to do that because, because of the COVID situation and the fact that we didn't have exit meetings this year.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a big element of it. One of the things, A.V., that you can take out of these playoffs, you, you took two teams to a final in 2011 with the Canucks and then 2014 uh, with the Rangers. And you got to be able to win games against teams in the style that isn't the one that you usually play. Um, and in, against Montreal and the Islanders, both tough matchups for you guys and – big physical teams that got in on the four check, but you were able to win games in those series. How important is it to, to be a team that can win in a variety of different ways? The regular season's one thing. In the playoffs, you've got to be able to win in a variety of ways, don't you?
1: That's that's so true. And, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, since day one, I've been harping at the players to, to play the right way. All the time. If you play the right way during the regular season, playoffs are going to come and, and you'll know what it is. You'll know what to do when the game is 1-1 and you've got 30 seconds and you've got the puck on your stick and you've got a play to make at your blue line to make the right play to get that puck to where you might have an, an opportunity to get it through the neutral zone to the offensive zone. So there's no doubt that, you know, as a team, you, you have to find ways, find ways to, uh, to make the right plays and, and to win games. And, you know, we're down 3-1 to one against the Islanders. In my mind, they're one of the uh, most complete teams. You know, anytime you've got a team that's got a, a Pajot and a Brassard on the third line, that's a team with depth and that's a real good team. And we were able to, you know, push them to game seven. Everybody's disappointed in our game seven. No no one more disappointed than I am. And and, and obviously our players I'm really anxious to, to talk to them about it. Uh, you know, you've got to go through some of these, uh, some major disappointments. You've got to go through some times where you don't get it done to learn. And I think that this is going to help our group with the young players that we have that are are were in our system this year, the ones that are close, the veteran players that I, I believe that uh, can obviously learn from this situation, uh, become better players, if you know, they take care of themselves, obviously they're, they're, not, they're not getting younger, but there is a way to, to you know, continue to, to play at, at a high level if you take care of yourself and if you want to do things the right way. And, and I'm confident that our whole group, from veteran players to our younger players, want to win, want to do what's right. And uh, once we find out when we can get back at it, everybody's going to be really excited.
0: Yeah, the, the action plan for that is, you know, you had so many young players, you know, be able to get this experience in a couple of rounds in from Travis Konechny, Sandheim, Phil Myers, Joel Faraby, obviously your goaltender, Carter Hart. It's what they do with that knowledge, isn't it, that, that allows them to, to maximize it. Getting the experience is one thing, and then learning from it and putting an action plan in place is really the, the key element of that, isn't it?
1: That's that's you're right on there. That's exactly it. Like, what do you do with, with this knowledge that you have now? Like guys have to understand about the, the consistency issue and and how do you become more consistent? You work on being a professional. The professional is all about bringing it day in and day out and doing the right things. And for those guys to, you know, have gone through that, have have gone through, some games where they brought their A-plus game and some other games where they brought their B game, not because they didn't have their A well. They didn't perform as well as they can. Well, how do we get them to perform better on a more consistent basis? And that's them. That's them understanding the situation. That's them going through the preparation. And we're there to help. We're there to make them understand what they need to do. And I really believe, I mean, I look at this, this group this year, I look where we started, I look at all the young players that have had an opportunity to play a first game with us, the depth that's needed to be successful, to have a long playoff run. Obviously, things have to fall into place a little bit, but I do believe that we've got those pieces. Internally, there's a tremendous amount of room for improvement, and we're going to do it, and we're going to get it done.
0: Lane, I look at at teams that that, that go to the cup final or win cups, and the recipe or the chemistry of that, to me, isn't that complicated. You need good goaltending. You seem to have solidified that position. You need a a lockdown uh, defender, a number one defenseman that can play a lot of minutes. You have that in a guy in Ivan Proveroff, and you have an elite center in Sean Couturier who just won his first Selkie. Uh, Talk about Sean Couturier uh, and what you've learned from him this year. Uh, He was nominated a couple years ago, came in second to André Koulpitar, um, and and he gets the win of his first Selkie. Just the player that he is, and how he affects a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a, a player you know playing that 200 foot game, dependable, whether you know he's taking faceoffs in our end or he's going up against the top offensive players in our zone, or offensively that you know he's bringing it, uh, he's challenging the other top top line to to play in their end because. He knows the right way to play. So he's definitely one of the guys that I know uh, that was very disappointed how things ended, uh, that he is in Philly, uh, you know, for one thing and one thing only, and that's to win a Stanley Cup. And that, uh, you know, with him, with, uh, you know, what uh, he brings as far as, you know, the the right type of attitude, the right type of commitment, the right type of dedication with him. And obviously – you know, some of his other teammates, I'm very confident that uh, we can get this done here.
0: Um, Elaine, when you, when you look back at this season, and Flyer fans got to know you uh, as well, um, and, and one of the things that everybody was so impressed with the job that you did, which landed you a Jack Adams finalist nomination, uh, ultimately coming in second to Bruce Cassidy, Uh, was the way that you hold players accountable. And your evolution as a coach, you know, I talked to some guys that you coached in junior, whether it was Jeremy Roenick or Jim Moore or Andy Ross, and they said you were a lot like Mike Keenan back then. But I see a coach that's uh, (laughs) very, uh, uh, can can kind of adapt to a a specific player. You have tendencies of being a players coach and, and a guy that's hard on some guys. And because you have to treat young players that are in the league a lot differently now. How did that evolution come about for you?
1: Oh, I I just think it's experience, you know. As you get more experience and and you you grow as as a an individual and and as a coach, you realize quicker, you know, the situations and and the the, the players that you have in front of you and and how best to handle them. Can't handle everybody the same way. You you have to be fair with everyone, but not everyone's handled the same way. Some guys, uh, you know, I can. Uh, uh, be a little louder at and it doesn't bother them and, and they perform and, and to the contrary, it, it gets them going. Some other players, you know, if I raise my voice, you lose them and you, you lose them in that game. And you know, as a coach, you don't want to lose any player. So you have to, and the experience is, is, is what brings that out of you is you have to get to know your players as quick as you can. You got to understand what makes them tick, what, you know, what helps them go on the ice and perform to their best of their ca- capabilities. And the ones that, uh, you know, need a softer touch, you know, you got to be softer with, and, and you, you've got to deal with them differently than the ones that, you know, can, can take it a, a little bit more. And and that's just, uh, you know, the evolution of, 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 being a coach, everybody, everyone's different. Everyone, uh, you know, relates differently to different forms of communication you know, sometimes uh, a stare is, is, a, is a powerful form of communication. You don't have to you don't have to say a word, but just by you know looking at someone with the 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 the, the right type of uh, look in your eyes, and they can get the message. And and I think that's the same with your kids. It's the same with with uh, anybody that that you're dealing with. You get to know what makes them tick how to handle them, how to best support them. Because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring a Stanley Cup to Philly, to Philly for us and for its fans. And I have to understand that as the head coach, my coaches, my players, my staff, everyone reacts differently uh, to the information that I give them. And I've got to find out exactly how they perform the best, what makes them perform the best, and given that the information that way. And that's what we're trying to do. And I think we were evolving that way this year. Unfortunately, you know, there was a stoppage because of the COVID. Now we're all anxious for us to, to get back to work whenever that's going to be. And when it is, we're going to be ready and we're going to be a better team.
0: That's okay, so well said. Some players you need to tell, some players you need to show. It's just, just the way it is, uh, especially with today's athletes. Um, last thing for you, Lane, th- there's a, the variable of maybe not knowing exactly when this season's going to start. Uh, players, you know, like to ramp their training up and ramp their preparation up for, for a season. Um, the hope is obviously December 1st. Um, uh, Bill Daly threw a little cold water on that. That may not be the case. How much can that affect a team in preparing for a new season, whether it be 82 or maybe perhaps even a shortened season?
1: Geez, I'm happy asking asking me this question because you know I I feel that right now because of the situation that we're in, this is the best time if you're a hockey player to do everything you can as far as your conditioning, whether it be our older players to stop you know the evolution of time by uh, doing more than you ever have before. You've you've got this opportunity right now where you might be able to do it for two, three, four, five months, which you haven't had before. If you've been in the, in the playoffs, uh, if you've been injured or whatever, it's a great opportunity for the older guys. And it's also an unbelievable opportunity right now for some of our younger players to work on their conditioning, to work on their skill, to take this, whatever amount of time that they have and really work on their game. You, 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 Anytime in any sport that you look at the top ones, the one common denominator to any athlete that's been successful, the most successful in his, in, his, in his sport is hard work. The ones that work the hardest are the ones that have the most success. and you look at all the sports and you look at all the top athletes from Tiger Woods to Michael Jordan to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you find out about their training regimen. It's it's unbelievable how hard those guys work. This is a great opportunity for the Flyers players, young, old, and the guys in the middle to take this time and really work at your game condition-wise and skill-wise. And we're pushing our conditioning coaches, our skill coaches – are calling the players every week. But at the end of the day, we're not there with them constantly. This is really about being a pro. This is really about pushing yourself. And hopefully that's what our guys are going to do.
0: Yeah, that's what makes uh, athletes special to have that inner drive to be able to do that. Elaine, uh, first of all, thanks uh, for everything this season. It was a great first season. Uh, we're looking forward to the future. Thanks for your availability and everything throughout the entire season here on Flyers Daily. We always love talking to you. E- enjoy whatever length this offseason is <laughs> um, and spend that time with your family. I know they're very important to you and we're all thinking about you and your family and, and everybody during this pandemic. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time here on Flyers Daily once again.
1: My pleasure, and I would would like to say to the Flyer fans, thanks for their support, and keep the faith. we got a good group. We're working extremely hard, and we're going to get this done. Hey, safe,
0: hey. Thanks to Elaine Vino for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily, which is presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Flyers, Penn Orthopedics creates the ideal care plan with treatment options fueled by our own world-renowned research, doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at pennmedicine.org ortho and give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. Monday, Wednesday, Friday format for Flyers Daily this time of year as we get closer to the NHL draft and free agency. So we'll be back on Friday with an all-brand-new episode of Flyers Daily. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you on the next episode.